Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Streets Broad and Narrow, Part 2, in which our plucky bridge men complete their journey to the sea. Okay, let's burn rubber, guys. It was down beyond the Joys of the open road, not. Jesus, Gary, would you ever get into the bus lane? Well, I mean, they're stuck in this traffic area. I can't move left or right. This is the worst, one of the worst stretches on this river what? for traffic. Right outside the forecourts, of course, where you'd have to go to. Do the new parking fines in there? Do they wonder? Or do they sort? It's probably too big a place for there. But anyway, this place is always. The traffic is wogeous along this rip track. Well, obviously river. all of the bridges that they made for uh, improved traffic flows have disimproved traffic flows. Maybe they have, but this next bridge is O'Donovan Rossa Bridge. Approaching O'Donovan Rossa Bridge, a.k.a. Richmond Bridge, a.k.a. Ormond Bridge. Um, and it was originally called Richmond Bridge or Ormond Bridge, and it was built originally in 1699 and then rebuilt in 1816, and it links Chancery Place to Warren Tavern Street and as I say we are east of the forecourts designed by the famous architect Gandon who also designed a building further down the Liffey on the left hand side the Customs House and um, there are river heads on the Customs House as well but um, here we are on O'Donovan Bridge famous O'Donovan Rossa uh, another Irish patriot after which this bridge is named and Warren Tavern Street that leads you all the way up there up to Thomas Street, I believe. Does it? It does, so I'm told, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's try and get out of this traffic. Get into the bus lane there, guys, Chase. Um, yeah, have you ever been in the forecourts? Uh, I have, unfortunately. <laughs> have you? I have. Okay, and uh, did you uh, uh, did you divorce a lot of money in the process? Well, it wasn't a pleasant experience. In fact, when you go into the forecourts, you're completely and utterly at the mercy of the people. You don't know what the hell is going on. There's people pushing and shoving. There's people shouting and roaring. You're being called here, you're being called there. It's just like organised chaos. Well, I thought you were going to say it's like organised crime, actually. Well... <laughs> Which, of course, is a racket in there anyway. I tell you, you could lose money quicker than a hacker in the HSE, eh? Jesus. Uh, anyway, well, oh. they did their best to try and blow it up, of course, but they managed to rebuild it during the 1922. And next year, it'll be 100 years of when since the forecourt was attacked by the... Um, it was uh, taken over by the Republican forces, and then um, the, um, the Free State uh, Army at the time had to shell it using, ironically, English cannon to... Um, to get the uh, the insurgents, as they were called, great word, insurgents, mm. out of the forecourts. <laughs> but it's still standing. Approaching Granton Bridge. This bridge um, is named after an MP, 
Henry Grattan, and it joins Cable Street to Parliament Street. It was built by Sir Humphrey Jervis of Jervis Street Car Park fame. Well, in 1776, I tell you, he's, he's got a long-lasting legacy. Uh, it collapsed, apparently, in 1751. It was rebuilt open again in 1755 as part of the Wide Streets Commission. Okay, Delir from Delir Street fame, he was part of the Wide, Wide Streets uh, Commission. Yeah, he was a Huguenot, uh, and there's a Huguenot cemetery in Dublin, as you know, on Marion Row. Um, and the guy who invented the crossword, uh, he's actually buried there. And if you're looking for the grave, it's uh, seven down and six across. Oh, good grief. Boom, boom. Oh. There you go. Anyway, uh, Henry Grattan Bridge was rebuilt in 1755 and then again in 1818. But in uh, 2002, Dublin City Council undertook a reconstruction of the bridge deck. Uh, and what they wanted to do uh, was to have a European style book market. I don't know who thought of that idea or if somebody was sitting there obviously going, why not what we need on the, uh, on the Henry Grattan Bridge? We need a European style book market. Uh, and in actual fact, we would go further uh, than that and say we need a contemporary version of an inhabited bridge such as the Montio Vecchio Bridge, Vecchio Bridge in Florence. Right, people hated the kiosks and they were removed in 2007. But interesting enough, Gary, I remember as a young boy that people, there were booksellers actually on the side, on the kind of north side of the, um, the Liffey there. Send them what sort of books? All sorts of books, not just uh, proper books now, you know. Yeah. They were uh, booksellers, obviously. But um, there they, they, so that's maybe that's what they were trying to recreate. And maybe that was the, 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 the purpose of that. But to me, it used to be known as Essex Bridge, am I right? That is correct, yes. And yes. Cable Street Bridge, as it's more commonly known. Yes, and it was actually uh, named after Essex, um, Mr. Essex. Not uh, David Essex. No, not David <laughs> oh, Essex. Oh, me close. Uh, it was named Essex Bridge to honour Arthur Cable, who was the first Earl of Essex, Lord Lieutenant of Ireland. Well, Cable Street now, that's a lovely, uh, a really interesting street. Some great um, establishments. There's slatteries at Cable Street. Yeah, and there's the Boar's Head, Cape Street, two great pubs, and of course Louis Copeland is there, Taylor to the Stars. Is he? he yes, he is indeed. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Louis is there with uh, with a store on Cable Street. In fact, I know I know a guy that was born in Cable Street. And there you go. Really? Who yeah. is that? A fellow called Don Healy. Yeah, yeah. Don Don is lives in Clontarf. He's a good friend of mine. Yeah. Don was born in, in Cable Street. You know somebody born in Cable Street. Yeah, That's it, unbelievable. That uh, is absolutely incredible. Well, as we move on, traffic's getting worse. Uh, we'll never make it to. We'll never make it down as far as the East Link Bridge. Yeah, you and whose army buster? We're coming up to uh, the Millennium Bridge that was built in the Millennium ninety-eight. The Millennium, yeah. Um, it's a pedestrian bridge and it links Eustace Street to Temple Bar. It was built in Carlow and brought all the way up. It's an interesting bridge. Um, Millennium, of course, what do you remember about the Millennium? Gary, it was a big, big... Remember that was in the year... It was 1988, was the Millennium. But the, oh, oh, not the Millennium, actually, into the, new, <laughs> into the new century. You mean the Dublin Millennium? Okay. Well, well, hold on, I thought, thought it was, is it based on the millennium into the new century? It was actually built in 1998, or is it 
to do with the millennium of Dublin, which was no, a thousand years old. No, it was to do with the millennium of Dublin, the first thousand years since our Lord Jesus Christ. We better look that up because um, that but was in 1988, the millennium of Dublin, and then... <laughs> Yeah, we celebrated the Millennium of Dublin 12 years before everybody else did. Now, the thing is, Gary, the Millennium Bridge was built for the Millennium. Now, uh, my uh, understanding is uh, that it, well, there was also a Millennium, uh, Dublin Millennium, which is a thousand years of Dublin in uh, 1988. Absolutely. Uh, now, I have a milk bottle at home the, uh, millennium with a bottle. lovely logo on it. Okay, apparently they made wine as well. They made red wine, millennium, red, millennial red wine from uh, from the vineyards of, uh, of the Liberties, and oh, uh, yes. apparently, the wine was so unpalatable that even Shane McGowan refused to drink it. So there. I think I need a drink. So look, we better head off there now. We're going down down there past um, some of those lovely Italian restaurants on the left hand side, heading down to uh, just as we come down to uh, our next bridge. Oi, 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 Italian, oi, Italian restaurants. Oi, Italian. Look at oi, Italians. Oi, people, oi, people Italian say Portugal as well. Portugal and, and Italy. Anyway. Approaching Liffey Bridge. Wait a minute. I know this one. Um, the next bridge is probably Dublin's most uh, famous bridge, I suppose. Uh, it is actually called the um, Liffey Bridge, uh, but it's better known as the Haypenny Bridge. The Haypenny Bridge um, in 1818. Uh, this bridge was opened as a toll by William Walsh, who had been operating uh, seven ferries, but apparently the seven ferries, not one of them, uh, were uh, seaworthy. Uh, so he was given a choice: either fix fix the ferries or build a bridge. So he built a bridge and he charged a halfpenny. It was turnstiles at uh, either end. And I can tell you, the W. B. Yeats, he was really angry that they didn't build an art gallery there. Uh, uh, Hugh Lane wanted an art gallery and uh, he was furious about this so we would have had that if they'd had their way. Anyway, it was uh, sinking apparently. In 1987 there was, uh, they realised it was sinking quicker than the leading tower of Pisa. Uh, three inches in 17 years. It was redone in 2001 and then in uh, sometime uh, around 2012 they realised that there was a huge number of love locks on the bridge. What are love locks, Gary, I hear you ask? Love locks are locks that lovers uh, get to signify their love. They lock them, leave them in the bridge and throw away the key. And apparently these are a hazard to maintenance and to whatever, maybe even other locks, who knows. And uh, when they removed them, there was 300 kilograms of locks. It's a lot of locks. This is also the bridge where Phil Linnett uh, shot the video for Old Town and you too also had some of their early publicity photographs on this bridge. Well I have a memory uh, of memories of the Hypony Bridge. As a young boy I'd be brought there by my father and uh, we'd go there on a Sunday morning and a famous retailer called Hector Gray used to have um, auctions off the back of a truck and there'd be groups of groups of people would gather around and um, he would sell his wares from the back of a truck. Of course Hector Gray then went on to have various shops um, around Dublin but I remember as a very small boy just there beside the um, woolen mills building 
Um, uh, it was a kind of a kind of a square area there, and uh, people used to auction stuff off the back of a truck. And that was really exciting and interesting. Off the back of a truck. Off the back of a truck. Yeah, off the back of a truck. <laughs> Like what television sets and stuff like that. Well, no, not quite that sophisticated. <laughs> but you get all sorts of stuff like I don't know, useless stuff for the kitchen that you bring home and whatever, thinking you got a bargain. But anyway, that was that was the scale of Hector Gray. So, Gary, would you ever get into the bus lane there and just? Oh, we're heading up. Don't listen. We're heading up to O'Connell Bridge now. You said Haveny Bridge was the most famous bridge. It's not. The Haveny Bridge is the most famous pedestrian bridge. The most famous bridge across the Liffey has to be O'Connell Bridge. Come on. I mean, where would you get it? O'Connell Bridge is O'Connell Bridge. I mean, no, the Haveny Bridge is the most famous international bridge. I don't believe that. I think it's the most famous pedestrian bridge across the Liffey. It's like it's like it, it's, it's like U two, whereas uh, whereas O'Connell Bridge is like Aslan. Yeah, it's known in Ireland, but it's not known as well abroad. Approaching O'Connell Bridge. No, O'Connell Bridge is an internationally known bridge. Everyone who comes to Dublin would know about O'Connell Bridge. Anyway, and it's as you know. It's named after um, the great Daniel O'Connell. But before that, it was called Carlisle Bridge. And it was originally built in 1791. And it was redesigned then and rebuilt in 1879. It was originally designed by James Gandon. And here's a little fact about O'Connell Bridge that not many people know, is that it's actually wider than it is long. Yes. I think everyone knows that. Do they? Well, they do now. <laughs> um, it was also the scene of the 1932 Eucharistic Congress, by the way. Uh, and I've seen a picture of it. It was like a rock concert. It really was. It was like like a big stage, uh, no expense spared. It was like VIP areas and all the and then the huge crowds behind, uh, but you know behind the barriers and all that. It was kind of like it was kind of like Live Aid, except with um, wafer bread instead of cocaine. Well, you know what? There's a great um, great Louis McNeese poem about Dublin. Um, it doesn't mention the bridge, but it mentions the balustraded streams. And if you look at the old O'Connell Bridge, it had these balustrades across it. Um, grey brick upon brick, declamatory bronze, on sombre pedestal, O'Connell Grattan Moor. And the brewery tugs and the swans and the balustraded stream, and the soft air. I can't remember the rest of it, but it's a really good poem. <laughs> <laughs> Travelling with Expressway and your free travel pass is made easier with a reserved seat. When booking journeys at expressway.ie, Make sure to select Seat Only Reservation Free Travel Scheme and pay just €2 Euro per trip to guarantee your seat. Bookings can also be made from ticket machines in stations and priority boarding will be given to those who book in advance. Travel without a booking is still more than welcome, if you prefer, provided we have space on board. Take it easy with your free travel pass and expressway.ie. Think you're not smart enough to own a smartphone? Well, think again and think Doro. Doro phones are designed specially with the older person in mind. They're easy to use with louder sound and larger text. Plus numerous state-of-the-art features that don't compromise on performance or quality. To learn more about the full range of high-tech Doro phones, visit doro.ie. Doro phones. Make friends with innovation. If you're enjoying this podcast, why not subscribe to Senior Times, the magazine and website for people who don't act their age. Or maybe you have a loved one or a friend who you know would love to read more. You can buy a subscription and have the magazine delivered direct to their door. To subscribe to Senior Times, visit the website at seniortimes.ie and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash senior times.
under attack. Get these things off me. Approaching Rosie Hackett Bridge. That's a great name for a bridge. Okay, the Rosie Hackett Bridge. Uh, this uh, links uh, Marble Street to Hawkins Street on the south side. Um, now, who was Rosie Hackett? Rosie Hackett was a trade unionist. She founded the Irish Women's um, Workers Union. Uh, and she was also uh, a Republican, very much involved. She was actually present in the printing room in Liberty Hall when they handed the proclamation, still dripping wet, to James Connolly. The next year, uh, after James Connolly was executed, um, she actually hung a massive poster, uh, well not poster, uh, whatever, whatever it was, an early poster of James Connolly outside in there. The police didn't, police tried to get in, uh, uh, but they but they really didn't succeed. She bar barricaded herself in there for uh, a long, long time. Uh, she said it took 400 police to get four women. Fair play to Rosie. I'm not surprised they named a bridge after her. Um, there were other people, though, who could have uh, had the bridge named after them. There were other candidates, including, do you know who they were, Gary? Uh, was Bram Stoker one of them? Bram Stoker was one of them. Also, Willie Birmingham. He was a firefighter, and he found it alone. The organisation for, for, for all people living alone. Uh, and then there was uh, Frank Duff, Francis Duff. Uh, he was the founder of the Legion of Mary. Do you know the Legion of Mary has 200 uh, offices all around the world? In fact, over 200. It's like a multinational company selling Mary. I mean, brilliant. Well, so that was really the foreign legion of Mary. <laughs> what do you mean? I never knew it offices all around the world. It does, yeah. According, right. yes, it does. It does. And, uh, by the way, there was also a woman in the running, another woman called Kathleen Mills. Kathleen Mills won 15 All-Ireland Camogie medals for Dublin. She played between 1941 and 1961. That is not going to be better. She is the next in line for a bridge because they're all men. They're all men. More women bridges. There's one Sarah Payne, Sarah Thane, I think, there was no one after her, and then Queen May, but that's been changed. But you're right, we should have more bridges named after women. The next one is not named after a woman, it's named after Isaac Butt. B U T T. Now, Isaac Butt. Our Butt Bridge, that links Bearsford Place to Tara Street, um, originally built in 1879. It was an original swivel bridge, and um, it, it was um, named after Isaac the year, the year that he died. Um, uh, he was a leader in the Home Rule Movement. Before that, it was called Congress Bridge and um, Eucharistic Bridge. Um, but for some reason, it's well I think it's for a great reason it's now known everywhere as Butt Bridge and there's a great statue it's right there beside the the the, um, the, the um, Liberty Liberty House is just there and right across from Liberty House is a fantastic statue of James Connolly as you would expect approaching the Loop Line Bridge that's one ugly bridge the Loop Line Bridge is a railway bridge opened in 1891 uh, to connect North and South Dublin. There was a lot of opposition to it because it blocked out the um, view of the Customs House. Uh, but they decided that they needed it, um, especially uh, for the mail, uh, from from uh, Kingstown, now Dunleary, and from Queenstown, uh, uh, then Cove, bring transatlantic mail up. So the next time you're going over the Loop Line Bridge, it's there because of transatlantic mail. And Dublin City Council have said that it's arguably less attractive than other bridges. I don't actually think that's true at all, this wrought iron lattice girder structure, I think, uh, looks great. Uh, but it's not allowed to do one thing these days. You know what that is? Gary, it's not allowed to have any advertising on it anymore. 
Really? Well, you used to have some great ads. I remember, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, it was a great ad for Bulmers. And had North Cider, South Cider. Boom, boom. So that's gone now. No advertising on it. But you know, wasn't that a Liffey Viaduct Bridge? It is a Liffey Viaduct yes. Bridge, absolutely, Gary. You only know that because you looked at it on exactly. the Exactly, I've just, I've just seen it there now. And then we're moving along from that where we go to the Matt Talbot Memorial Bridge, but it's Matt Talbot Bridge. It links Memorial Road with Customs House Quay. Now, here's a question for you. Name the nearest road to O'Connell Street. The clue was in the Abbey last Street. line. That's not a road. Abbey Street is a street. I said, what's the nearest road to O'Connell Bridge and it is Memorial Road which runs along the side of um, the Customs House and flows on then to, um, to Matt Talbot Bridge. Now Matt Talbot was a, a, a famous defender of temperance. Um, another one. Yeah, another one. Uh, Matt had a tough life as a young man and um, he loved the gargle. Um, he was mad. Loved fighting. Yeah. He was a, yeah, well, he was a rowdy, uh, or a bowsy. A bowsy. Yeah, he was a bit of a bowsy when he was a young fellow. But he, he saw a light somewhere, somewhere around, I don't know, somewhere hill. That was his road to Damascus. Okay. And he decided he was going to dedicate his life to trying to rid Dublin of the demon drink yeah. uh, because it was a terrible problem at the time and it got all sorts of uh, people into trouble. He was also... Um, a great man who loved to punish himself. Yeah, so he wasn't really into temperance at all. He was into punishing himself. Didn't he used to wear kind of those rope hair shirt type things? He uh, wore a hair shirt, yeah. I mean, I think I wore a few hair shirts myself that I bought in um, pennies in a few places, you know. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> you know cheese, those, you know those cheesecloth shirts? Yeah, yeah, I remember them, yeah. yeah. Well, the only cheesecloth was around when the bell and Matt was walking around it street trying to get the general get keep people off the gargle and didn't he have when he when he deceased didn't he have um something stuck in him well i believe he i don't think he had anything stuck in him as such but i believe he had chains wrapped around his body and the skin had grown into them so oh. moving along approaching sean o'casey bridge sean o'casey bridge was opened uh, in 2005, okay? Now, uh, this swing bridge uh, traverses the Liffey for 100 metres. It's 100 metres wide. Didn't you try to hit a golf ball over the Liffey around there? And failed. Well, we got there originally. We were um, having having some drinks one time at a famous pub down, not too far down, John Rogers' Oh, We were... Um, Challenged by someone in the pub who said, oh, you got, you got across the Liffey with a nine iron. And we said, there's no way you get across the Liffey with a nine iron. And he said, we, yeah, what? He said, I'll bet you 50 quid. And we said, okay. I happen to have a set of clubs and in the car, quid, which yeah. I was not driving, by the way. So I managed to get my clubs out of the back of the car, bring them across, and said, now, there you go, pal. Try and get over with a nine iron. And did he? No. What because did it take to get over the Liffey? It eventually took a tree wood. A three wood. Yeah, so we were there hitting golf balls, and it was dangerous. I wouldn't, don't try this at home, and I'm not suggesting anyone ever tries it again. But we managed to get across with a three wood, and we won 50 quid. Fair enough. Well, I can tell you that this uh, bridge, uh, the Sean O'Casey Bridge, obviously, he was a writer. He wrote uh, The Planet Stars, amongst other things. Do you know the Peacock? Um, he lived down in North Wall. Uh, but the bridge, uh, uh, because it was a swing bridge, it was able to be opened to let boats through. But apparently, the uh, in 2010, the remote control that opens the bridge, they lost it, okay? <laughs> they lost it, like you lose a TV remote control. It must be down the back of someone's sofa. Anyway, uh, and they weren't able to reprogram 
we program it until 2014. Uh, 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 so there you go. Um, Sean, no, Sean O'Casey, no, he, you were talking earlier about poor Protestants. He actually was a poor Protestant. I know, he was, he was, a, he was a poor Protestant, that's, that's right. Brilliant man, brilliant writer, a titan of Irish literature and drama. Yes, he was. Uh, uh, he was also in the Irish. He was in the Irish Volunteers, was he? He was, in he was yeah. He was in the. Um, he was a member of the Irish Citizen Army. Yes. And he started off. I think he had a bit of a falling out with a couple of members there. He, he, he tended to have a few falling outs, as we'd say. Well, all the great writers, you know, they don't take they don't take a, a direction particularly. But Yeats was a great defender of his, and. Um, I think Yates made a great speech when there was a riot uh, in the Abbey Theatre. He did, there was a riot uh, when the uh, opening of uh, The Plan of the Stars was on because the play was seen to be anti-Republican uh, and it also had the incarnation of a prostitute in the second act. This was too much for, uh, for Sanctimonious Dublin and they started rioting in the theatre and W.B. Yates got up on the stage and said, you have disgraced yourselves again. With LWB. Um, and then, as we're talking about WB and we're going from Machano Casey, we then head down to the next bridge, which again is uh, in commemoration, named after one of our brilliant writers, Samuel Beckett. It's the Samuel Beckett Bridge. Approaching Samuel Beckett Bridge. What are you waiting for? See what I did there. It links Guild Street to Sir John Rogers' Key. And it's designed again by our friend, your friend Gary from Further Up, Santiago Calatrava. Can I ask a question? Why is all this work being outsourced to a Spanish? I mean, I know they're part of the EU and all that kind of thing, but I mean, why can't an Irish person could could have done that? Well, well, don't know of any great bridge designers off the top of my head. But I'm, I'm sure they're there somewhere. But um, it's a beautiful design, Gary. I mean, it's the shape. It's 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 designed. Uh, looks like to look like a harp. Um, it's mm. again, you know, named after Beckett, who, as you know, wrote Waiting for Godot and I Must Go On and Endgame. Um, he and won the Nobel Prize for Literature. He did. He went to your old school, Trinity College, <laughs> played cricket. He was a big rugby fan. Yes, he was a big rugby fan. And in actual fact, uh, when he was in Paris, uh, he, he kind of exiled himself in Paris. And um, uh, he has uh, a a picture of one of Ireland's uh, outstanding rugby players uh, in uh, playing for Ireland. Do you know who that is? I believe it was the great Ollie Campbell. That is correct, yeah. Ollie Campbell. He played yes. for Old Belvedere. And, um, Ollie, Ollie Campbell, yeah. Yeah, Ollie's a gentleman, and uh, yeah, now the Old Belvedere rugby ground is named after him there. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, uh, Only so fitting. Absolutely. Uh, people back remember back, sorry Gary, but do you remember the great rivalry that used to exist at the time in Irish rugby between Ollie Campbell and Tony Ward? Yes, I do. Were uh, you a Ward fan or a Campbell I, fan? I was probably more of a Ward fan at the time because he was... Uh, That's because you're a bit of a soccer head. Because I'm a soccer head, exactly. But I, I, I like them both. They were both, both great players for, for, for slightly uh, different reasons, really. Uh, and Tony Ward was the European Rugby Player of the Year in 1978-79. He went on tour of Australia uh, with Ireland. Uh, he was very much the no number one out half. And then, without um, without any uh, warning, he was dropped. Uh, and Ollie Campbell became the man, won the Triple Crown in '82, and so on. Uh, and for uh, old Tony, it was a difficult time for him. But two they were good friends. Two great players. Two great players. Um, 
Samuel Beckett has a great line. He's loads of great lines, by the way. But he's one line you wouldn't expect him to have. He says, there is no greater hope than the first four hours of a diet. Oh, fantastic. And there is no greater hope than no. the first four hours. When you lose that first pound and a half, wow, it's a celebration on the scales, isn't it? Right, so now we're going to leave the um, Samuel Beckett Bridge. And you ever see it, by the way, great um, lighting system on there. They're able to come up with all sorts of decorative lights during the festivities and Christmas time. So it's a really, I think, I think the Samuel Beckett Bridge is a great addition. It is, although you're not actually allowed to turn right. Uh, sorry, you're not actually allowed to turn left. You can't turn left until you get down to, I think, the Matt Talbot Bridge. That is correct. Yeah. So if you think you're going to beat the traffic there that way, don't bother. Do you think that might be to try and divert you to go across their next bridge in which you have to pay to get across to the, to the south side? Approaching the East Link Bridge, next stop, Wales. Yes, the final bridge uh, on the River Liffey is the East Link Bridge. Uh, the East Link Bridge, which is now called the Tom Clark Bridge. Uh, it was renamed that in 2016, but it was the East Link Bridge. It opened in 1984. Did you know that? It featured in a YouTube video, actually, uh, in the video Pride. Uh, it is um, a bascule. That's a French word, apparently. A drawbridge. It opens up on average three times uh, a day. And by the mid-noughties, I think there was an average of between 14 and 17,000 cars per day. Uh, on this uh, on this bridge, uh, the toll fee is one forty, but apparently it may well be going north of that to one ninety. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, Gary, but I vaguely recall that when it was opened in 1984, it was 20 p. 20 p. So it's a lot of money in 84. Though could buy a house. It was. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. You can buy. <laughs> yes. 1984, 20 p. So it's gone up. From just six seven eight times since then there you go but listen sorry down, is it six seven or eight well times? it's was 20p what you say it is now it's 140 euro five six so that's seven times yeah uh well it isn't really because the 20p was worth more but while we're down that forever. while we're down that neck of the woods or that end of the river um we were talking about the rowing clubs up the other end and there you uh, remember i said that's the kind of the posh rowing down this end we have two wonderfully famous uh, rowing clubs who row, still row in the original skiffs and they are um, St. Patrick's and Stella, Stella Maris Rowing Club and they still use the original skiffs, uh, five-man skiffs um, that the hobblers who were the original dockers used to, they would sit out in the bay waiting for ships to come in because back in the day before the north wall and the south wall uh, there were two very big sandbanks, the north and the South, they were actually known as Bulls, North Bull and South Bull, hence Bull Island and Bull Wall, etc. But ships would regularly get stuck on these sandbanks or couldn't navigate their way in. And these hobblers, the original dockers, would row, get a hook on the boat, and the first hobbler's boat to get out and get the hook on would get the, the, the fee or the cargo for bringing the, um, the boats in, into the quay, the, the, the toy at the quayside. And these races, they became very competitive hobbler against hobbler 
Uh, very dangerous profession. Lots of these young men were drowned. But it's a tradition that still goes on with these uh, rowing clubs in that they still use the wooden skiffs. And the Rings End Regatta is a famous day every year. And when you come from Rings End or the environs, you're either, it's very much split down, you're, uh, it's, you're either a Stella man or a Pats man, or a Stella woman or a Pats woman. So there you go. Uh, the bridge um, was uh, involved in a collision in 1985 with what? A boat, obviously. Not just any boat, it was the MV Aaron, a Guinness ship carrying Guinness. It would have to be a Guinness ship uh, that smacked into the bridge, which did anyway. They also reporting it on the television uh, from 1985 the other day, actually. And there was all these locals who went out to try and help push the, uh, the boat uh, of the of the wherever it was. Anyway, this is where the River Liffey disgorges out, flows out into the Dublin Bay and into the Irish Sea. And what about this song by the Dubliners? Yeah. The sea, oh the sea, is McCree. Long may it stay between England and me. It's a sure guarantee that someday we'll be free. Thank God we're surrounded, be water. I'm Gary. I'm Gary Brown. And that was Gary Oakey.